Happy Tuesday! My name's Nick. My name is Alan. And welcome In into the, the dungeon. So last week, Shrew Shrubberies had actually found the the Dragon Barrow and made another new acquaintance, Xantha the Centaur. Shrew actually turned into a Shrew, which was a quite a momentous occasion in the campaign. Shrew Shrew. Shrew Shrew, instead of Bear Shrew or Shrew Bear. And you managed to find a secret entrance into this burrow, which you and your party descended, finding yourself in a 15 by 20 foot room where before you this strange ball of light appeared and then split into two going into either passage in front of you. And that's where we're going to pick up today. Ooh, exciting and scary at the same time. What are those lights? Fena, Fabian, did you, did you see that? Or was it my imagination? No, no, sure. I, I definitely saw those as well. Hmm. And Santa, our friend outside, told us that he saw lights hanging around the outside of the tomb. There were ghosts, he said. Yes, uh, I suggest we proceed with with caution. I was going to suggest we get the hell out of here, but... No, no, we push on. We push on. Well, if if our dwarven friends outside are correct, whatever's in here will give us a a good chance against Mm. this dragon. Yes, we need all the help we can get. Okay, quietly. Which way shall we go, Fena? Left or right? Oh, uh, I don't like being put on the spot, Shrew. Oh. Should we... Should we take a puff each? Or, no, no, no. Or should we get close enough to see how far they go? Let's just go right. And what's your marching order in this? I think we mentioned it last time. It was Fabian at the front, Fena in the middle, and Shrew at the back. Leading with... Fabian at the front, you get to this rocky column that sort of splits the the pass into two. And you take the one on your right hand side. And as Fabian starts moving forward, he notices that this short passage only leads fifteen feet before it turns to his left and into a another passage that will carry on going further forwards. And to his immediate right he sees a sealed stone sarcophagus resting in an alcove <laughs> don't go messing with sarcophagi so what are you guys doing obviously we're messing with a sarcophagus um <laughs> <laughs> i mean is, well, is this the tomb you've been searching for i don't know exactly that's what i that's what we we got to figure out I, I doubt it's going to be this this easy but hey you never know I want to check out this sarcophagus. I don't want to touch anything. I just want to investigate it a bit, see if it seems trapped to start off with. So you're searching for traps? Yeah. Okay, roll in an investigation. Oh dear, that's a total of three. So you're looking at this stone sarcophagus. You're carefully inspecting it. You don't see any signs of any contraption on this that would suggest it being trapped too. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're all the free, so I'm not, I'm not too confident with that. I mean, at, at this point as well, um, for you to have been able to inspect the sarcophagus, because it's only a five foot wide tunnel, Fabian would now be at a position where he can see that to his immediate left as he was walking down this, at the front of your party, the path seems to loop back round to where you were to to his immediate left so as he's looking and as where where Shrew is now as well because you're you're bang in the middle of of the party from where Shrew is you can see that there's a path that extends in front of you as you look down towards the tunnel you've been coming but from Fabian's point of view he can see that not only is there that tunnel but the path seems to wrap round back to 
where you've come from as well. So there's two paths essentially. Yeah, so okay. I'm gonna leave this sarcophagus for now because a big mound like this maybe is a tomb for more than one person. So I'm gonna carry on down the tunnel. Okay, and you're continuing in the same order, yeah? That's correct. So Fabian, Shrew, and... Sorry, Fen, a sandwich in between Fabian yeah. and Shrew. Yeah. So your party starts to make its way down this winding path. Now the ceilings here are consistent to, to the room you've been in. They're about eight foot high, and they're quite flat, quite well excavated. You also note that the, the walls of, of this tunnel and the two rooms you've been in are made of packed earth, as is the floor. And at this point now, because you're, you're sort of moving further away from the secret entrance you found, and you've now got this big pillar that's blocking the light that's coming in, it is getting very dark very quickly as you, you walk in. And if I recall correctly, Fen is the only one with dark vision. Yeah, Fabian and I are pretty much blind, so we'll have to light up a torch. Okay, so... You Are you lighting a torch each, or is just one of you carrying a torch? Fabian will light a torch. He's in front, and he can guide us. Okay, so Fabian's got a torch in his offhand, and he's walking rather cautiously with his, his sword drawn. So you walk ten foot down this tunnel, takes an immediate sharp left, and Fabian, from his point of view, as he's the first one leading your party down, he sees that this corridor, or path, extends 20 feet in front of him where there's this big almost column of stone and dirt very similar to the one that you you've just seen in the previous room and that the path forks again in front of him there's a path that leads directly in a straight line and then it's sort of almost in a circular pattern it sort of branches out as well to each side and as he's looking there he sees these two balls of light Again, sort of dancing, fusing as one, and then splitting into three, with one light going down each of the three paths. So you guys will carry on this path. There's nowhere else to go at this point until you get to this crossroad. As Fabian is leading the way, he's walking on, on this earthen path. His foot suddenly starts to give way as the floor beneath him crumbles and he falls into a ten-foot pit. I'm going to ask Fabian to... To roll a dexterity setting throw. Oof. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's the second three of the day, so three plus one, four. Fabian unsuspectingly sort of disappears from, from your view. <laughs> the light sort of drops, you're now seeing pitch black other than this glow coming from this pit. I'm gonna ask you to roll me a d4 as well. Okay, that's a four. Not the time to be rolling high. Well, you know how I work. <laughs> so as Fabian falls, he's going to take 1d6 bludgeoning damage, which is a 2. And because you rolled a 4, he's impaled himself on four swords as he falls in. <laughs> Each one dealing 1d6 damage. Oh, damn. So that's a total of 15 Whew. damage to Fabian. Damn who's almost down to half health. He looks quite hurt and winded. Fian! Fian! Fena, do you see anything? Well, well yes, the, the torch is down there. Fian, are you right? Yeah, I ran up to I ran up to the pit and looked down. Obviously, it's lit. Yeah, the pit is it's fully lit up. And I see Fabian impaled by four swords. By four swords, yeah. Fabian, are you alive? Oh, damn it. I... I, t I told you we should be careful in here. Yes, well, you're the one that fell. Oh, I, I need a hand. Oh. Is it how deep is it? Ten feet? Ten feet. So I take a rope out of my bag and kind of lower it down. Fena, help me. Help me drag him up. Uh, yeah. Hold on, Fabian. Come on. And after a few minutes of, you know, Fabian removing the swords from where he's been pierced wow. um he manages with your help to to climb out from from this pit um he's looking a bit sheepish and a bit well not a bit he's looking quite hurt uh, perhaps we should uh going forward be searching for traps rather than just walking blindly 
Yes, that's that's quite a good idea. Um, Fena, maybe you could patch him up? Yeah. Fena, I want her to cast Cure Wounds as a level 2 spell. That's 9 plus 3, total of 12 HP back to Fabian. Okay, so Fabian's almost back at full health. You see, like, his, his wounds start healing. Sheepish look hasn't gone away, though. <laughs> he looks a little a little embarrassed. <laughs> we want to push on down the middle, the middle corridor, but this time slowly checking for traps as we go. Okay, so Fabian is the one at the front again, yeah? Yeah. Do we have to jump over this hole, or is it a small hole? It's small enough to, to go around. Okay, we go around it, light up another torch, because we're not going to bother with the one at the bottom of the pit. How are you guys searching for traps? With a 10-foot pole. Have you got a 10-foot pole? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Although, Shu has a staff, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I mean, I never use the staff, so perhaps I will use the staff as a as a prodding rod and go checking for traps that way. Also, just generally keep my eyes out if I see anything suspicious on the walls, on okay. ceiling, you know, anything that I see that might be out of place or whatever. So does that mean that Shrew is in front now? Yes, unfortunately, it does mean that Shrew is in front. Because the corridor is not wide enough for, for two at the front, right? That's correct, yeah. Okay, then Shrew is at the front, Fabian at the back. Okay, so roll me an investigation check. That's a total of 15. So you're, you're walking down this, this narrow path, guided only by the torchlight, which is behind you now, with Fenner sandwiched in between you and Fabian and again you come through this this short corridor and you see that it again branches directly in front of you and to the left and right and you know given your passive perception your intelligence I'd say that you you can make an educated guess that the path leading left and right will eventually join up to the ones that turned left and right respectively as you came in creating a circle but as you're looking you can also see that not only does it curve back round in each direction there's also a path leading directly to your right and directly to your left in addition to the one in front of you so i'll need true now to tell me which one of the three paths in front of him is going to go down all right i'm just going to stick to the main route the main tunnel and start carry on going straight i'm just going to go straight don't want to get lost here still still checking for traps and, and all that. Yeah. So as you continue walking forward, you go 5 feet, 10 feet, 15 feet now into this tunnel, and you're sort of walking, tapping the ground in front of you with your staff, you know, keeping your eyes and wits about you. And you notice that the the floor suddenly sounds different as you're tapping with your, your staff. Instead of sounding earthen, it almost sounds wooden and somewhat hollow. That doesn't sound good. Can I apply pressure to it to see if it gives way? Yeah, how much pressure do you want to apply to it? Enough pressure for it to give way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me, a, give me a strength check then. So that's four minus one, three. Three. So after seeing what happens to Fabian, you're sort of pressing down. And you're a little apprehensive, perhaps a little shook from what you've seen. And you're pushing, but you're not quite giving enough pressure, but you can feel that it's going to give way. Do you want to continue trying to press pressure or...? No, I want to, like with a stick, feel around and see where the wood, kind of hollow wood, stops and the earth starts. And I want to go round the hollow wood. Okay, so you tap around and you, you can feel that this wooden part covers almost the entirety of the width, leaving perhaps five inches either side that you may be able to scuttle across very carefully so the width and how about the length like would i be able to jump over it i mean how how long is your stuff <laughs> i don't know it's i don't know it's a staff it's a staff or a halfling or, or a halfling so i imagine it'd be as tall as a human perhaps so six foot maybe more or less a bit less maybe i'll say that's just long enough that as you're stretching very carefully you can sort of determine that it's only five foot by five foot so we could make that jump yeah okay i'll go first I'll, I'll tell these guys there seems to be another trap here and it extends five foot forward if, if we can jump over it we'll we'll avoid it 
I, I tried to to trigger it, but it seems it's it's tough. It must be the it must be the years it's been down here. It's probably locked up or something. But still, don't step on it just in case. I'm gonna jump over it. Hold on. Kind of pace back a bit, and for a little run up, do the run up and jump over the five feet. Okay, give me a acrobatics check with advantage because you you know the dimensions of this this hole. That's a total of sixteen. So yeah, you do a little run up, leap, safely make it onto the other side with your feet down, almost like a cat, you know, in a crouched position, mm. looking around, looking quite chuffed with yourself. So I stand up, you know, brush my shoulders off from a bit of powder that may have fallen on it. It's more like a show of. I got this. And just look back and wait for my friends to jump as well. Okay, so Fen is up next. Acrobatics with advantage. That's a total of 10. So she runs and jumps. Does a little run up as well, like Shrew. Jumps and lands with the front of her feet on safe ground and her heels just touching the edge as you, you hear the creaking of what seems to be rotting wood under the earth, sort of groaning and almost about to give way. As she sort of, oh, 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 sure. And she grabs onto your cloak and pulls herself to, to safety. Ooh, that was a close one. Careful. And now it's over to, to Fabian. That's a total of seven. With advantage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Fabian... You know, quite confidently having seen a gnome and a halfling run and, and make this jump. He runs and jumps, ha- holding still in his hands the torch and the his sword. He makes the leap, which should be quite easy, particularly for a human, but perhaps overconfidence. He miscalculates his jump and he doesn't quite make it the full five feet across, making it almost to the edge. And again, you, you hear this splintering of wood. I'm going to ask you to run your d4. Fabian. What are you doing? You clumsy oaf. Ooh, that's better. That's a one. Okay, so yeah, the wood gives way and he again falls down into a a ten-foot pit. This time only containing, or rather, only being impaled by one sword. Where he takes six bludgeoning damage and an additional four piercing damage. (sighs) Wow. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. Oh. I should just leave you down there and carry on. You're holding us back right now. Get your get get your head in it. It's just a little jump. Oh, I don't. How on earth? Oh, get me out of this damn hole! And again, we get the rope, <laughs> lower it down. Bring the torch up this time. Yes, yes. Perhaps I shouldn't have jumped with the torch and the. Oh. It's all those sausages you've been eating, Fabian. They're weighing you down. <sighs> I have nothing further to say. <laughs> Which way are we going? Straight forward. Hopefully we won't encounter any of these traps that seem to have gotten the better of you. Let's go. Would you like me to, to heal you again, Fabian? Yes, he- heal him. He's, he's too proud to ask. Just heal him. So using a level one spell for this time, I Yeah, know. yeah, this time level one. Okay, so that's a D8 plus your modifier. Yeah, that's a total of five. I carry on down the middle corridor again, still checking for traps the same way as I did before with the with the staff. So you continue down this five foot narrow narrow corridor. And you see now that it opens up into to a rather large chamber. You've been walking around, prodding the the earth with your your staff. You haven't noticed any other changes in the sound of the floor. And you see yourself now in a, a rather long 30 by 15 foot room. There's a large pillar of stone and earth almost in the center of it. And to either side you see there's a small alcove with a sarcophagus in each one of them. Do both sarcophagi look the same? Do you want to go up and look? Well, from where I am, do they kind of look the same? The sarcophagi from where you're, you're standing seem to have some sort of engravings on them. They're not as plain as the, the two you saw at the start of the tomb. I'm going to get closer to the one on my left. I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to try and read what it says. So, uh, as you know, close enough with no torch. <laughs> well, you know, Fabian is coming. Yeah, everyone. Like, okay, not so, me by myself. So everyone's coming with yeah. you, okay. So with the torchlights provided by Fabian, 
rather sheepish looking Fabian. You can make sense now of the carvings. You can see it's quite elegantly carved with nice sort of patterns going around the edges of the sarcophagus. You also see a picture etched in of a of a dragon and of this female looking warrior facing off against it. And as you carry on looking at it, you see that the name Tanamir Alagonda is etched into this sarcophagus. This is this is her, isn't it? This is the one that Dazzling and Novus, the hero they were speaking of, Tanamir, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes, that, that, that name does ring a bell. I think this is the person we were looking for. I quickly go over to the other sarcophagus on the other side and read that. So again, this sarcophagus, almost identical to the other one, although not as ornate. More simple motif carved into the, the borders of it. And instead of there being a, a dragon and this warrior fighting it, there's a motif that looks almost like a, a shield and a, a sword, which looking at it and judging by the name that you can see, which reads Gorin Tavnik, a name which during your travels when you've been speaking with Windazlin and Norbus, they would have shared stories from the, the lore and the legends that they knew that this would have been his personal squire. During your conversations with Dazzler and Norbus, other than knowing that this hero had her own personal squire, the legends that they, they uncovered also told how, although Lady Tanamir was slain in this battle with the, the dragon, who was said to have been brought down in this very area where the, the tomb is, has been created, at her request, the remains of her fallen compatriots, which made up her party, with her dying breath, she requested that they also be buried with her. And as best as Dazzler and Norbus could determine, this uh, this group of, of heroes that had taken down this, this scourge of the land, this dragon, was said to include a wizard and a bard. Now I'm wondering, did Norbus tell me exactly if the, the weapon was buried with her in her actual sarcophagus? They said from their research that they knew the weapon was buried with her in her tomb but they do not know whether this means that it's hidden somewhere within this this dragon barrow or whether it's literally buried with her inside her sarcophagus okay i don't want to touch her sarcophagus right now so seeing as the room extends a bit further back i want to slowly and still checking for traps investigate that part of the room see if i find the weapon there so you go around this pillar and you see that the room does open up a little further. You see in front of you this ball of light again appear out of nowhere. The light that it's giving off and the torchlight that Fabian is holding. You can see that behind her, or rather sorry, behind this light, you see that the actual wall is embedded with the bones of this humongous beast. And as you're looking at this, sort of confused by the light in front of you, and what you're seeing on the wall. You see that these bones are a dragon that's been embedded into the the actual wall itself. And on the floor, just behind the this light, you see that there's a dragon skull. And on top of it, you can see that there's this exquisite looking longsword resting very delicately above it. Fabian is probably drooling. And as you're looking and sort of gathering your, your bearings, this ball of light suddenly rushes towards you and your party and I'm going to need it to roll for initiative damn can't let a, a little tomb raiding go on without being interrupted that's for shrew first 14 plus 2 16 shrew fena 3 total <laughs> fabian 6 total okay so this tiny little ball of light is right in front of shrew and incidentally shrew is at the top of the initiative order which will be shrew fena Fabian, and then this rather strange ball of light. Very good as my first action. As standard, I'm gonna cast Moonbeam and place it on the creature's space, or the ball of light's space. Okay. And then as a bonus action, I'll turn into True Bear. Okay, so is Shrew doing anything else on this turn? No, I'm staying there for now. Okay, it's over to, to Fabian. Fabian is gonna... <laughs> Okay, I don't know if this is a good idea, but he's gonna run up to the sword, to the mythical sword, and grab it. 
Okay, so Fabian makes his way to this sword that's lying atop the, the the skull of the dragon. He's able to do so without provoking an attack of opportunity. And he grabs a sword. I'm assuming he's dropping his sword to grab yeah, this yeah. one, so he's not like sheathing, which would be a whole action. So he drops his sword with a clang, grabs the hilt of this exquisite-looking sword, pulls it towards him, admiring its fine craftsmanship. That's it. Leave it there. Don't, <laughs> don't add anything else to it. You're going to spoil it. And as he's holding it, this... There we go. Strange, ethereal, like almost light and shadow starts radiating out from the dragon skull itself. Oh, (laughs) As this spectral form... Oh, no. Which looks like a... Almost like a humanoid. You can sort of see like where its armor would have been and its cloak. And it appears directly... Oh, no. What have I done? In front of Fabian. (laughs) What have I done? Well, I suppose let's get it over with. Oh my goodness. I just lowered my chances of survival substantially. What the fuck is this? It's not my day today. And you see Fabian sort of panicking. Uh, Does Fabian have any bonus actions? I'll say his action was dropping the sword and and lifting this new one. Well, he's going to use his action surge to quickly strike down whatever appeared in front of him. Okay, so roll your attack. (laughs) Oh! What a time. Natural 20. Natural 20. (laughs) Nice. So this is a a longsword. Yeah. I'm going to say he's using this with one hand because he's got the torch in the other. Otherwise, he's not going to be able to see. Let's say he threw the torch and he just (laughs) grabbed it with both hands when he picked it out. He grabbed it with both hands. He dropped the torch and he grabbed it. Okay, I'll I'll allow that. So he's using both hands. Okay, so roll for for damage. Okay, so I roll a d10, double that, and then add my modifiers. Not bad, not bad. 7 doubled 14. Plus five, 19 damage. Okay, so this blade whew, slices completely through this ethereal body. And you see that it it shrieks in pain. This sword has definitely done some damage to her. Oof, nice. Well done, Fabian. Making up for your goofs. And that was with his action surge, yeah? Yeah. So he's lost his action surge till arrest. Is he doing anything else? Is he moving? Or is he staying put? He's moving slightly to one side of the creature. So to not be taking the whole of the area. Staying within the creature's reach, he's moving to the side. To his to, left or to his right? Um, to his right. So it's over to Fana. Fana's going to cast Sacred Flame on the ball of light right in front of True. Okay. So it needs, again, as a reminder, needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Saves without any issues whatsoever. <laughs> Is Fana doing anything else? Is she within reach of the, of the ball of light? Yeah, she's five foot. Okay, then she's going to stay there. Okay, and with that... Then it's the turn of this ball of light, who's starting his turn in your moonbeam. Yeah. And he's to make constitution, if I recall correctly. That's right. Constitution saving throw. And that's a total of 12, which surely fails. Yeah, fails. That's a total of 11 damage. 11? uh, Sorry, what was the damage type? Radiant. Okay, so total of 11, yeah? That's right, yeah. Okay, so this little ball of light sort of flickers as it takes this damage from your radiance blast and seeing this giant bear in front of it this human behind this strange being again behind and this small almost unassuming gnome he's going to turn his attention to uh, to Fenner and he's going to try and attack her (laughs) natural 20 the second natural 20 of today that's crazy although thankfully both of them haven't been the, the GM yeah this shocking grasp fills Fenner's body with this pain as she collapses to her knees, one hand on the on the floor, and falls on her side. Damn. No. Fenner's down. Crap. It's over to Shrew. Shrew is just gonna bite at the light, enraged. That's 16 to hit. 16 misses. Fuck! As you, you chomp into this this little light darting moving in front of you. This is quite a tiny ball of, of light. You can't quite gnash at it with your teeth. Well, I'm going to swat it with my paw. That's 20 to hit. That will hit. That's a total of 11 damage with my claw attack. So you swat through this thing. Your claws don't seem to quite make as much of an impact as you're used to with other creatures. With this light darting around in front of you, your claws barely just scraping at it. And it's sort of Again, flickers in and out with its this light form that it gives off. It looks 
slightly hurt from, from that attack. Is Shrew doing anything else? No, for now I'm staying there. Okay, so it's over to this strange being now that appeared from the dragon skull. And she's staring down at Fabian, holding the sword that was atop the, the skull, on which had cut into her, dealing her with some pain that she's not felt for a long, long time. She reaches out to Fabian with her arms, swinging them widely. 16 to hit. Fabian doesn't have his shield at the moment. So that hits with Fabian taking 9 force damage. And she's following this up with her other arm. And she takes another swipe at this human. Which also hits. This time doing slightly less damage. A total of 8 damage. <laughs> Fabian's at 2 thirds of his health for the moment. 2 thirds gone. Or 2 thirds left. 2 thirds gone. And it's over to Fabian again. Fabian is going to take second wind as a, as a bonus action. Alright, decent. Decent roll. 7 plus... Four. That's 11 HP recovered. And then he's going to try and strike at the phantasmic apparition that's in front of him. That's 12 total to hit. So as he strikes with this sword, it goes almost through the creature, this time not taking any damage. It's not the time to miss. Is Fabian doing anything else? No, he's staying there. It's over to Fenna. I'm going to need you to make me a death saving throw. Without looking? Yeah. Watch your reactions so you don't get anything away. Yeah. And with that, it's now over to this strange ball of light. Needs to make a constitution saving throw. Yeah. It fails its constitution saving throw. Alright, so it takes a full 2d10 damage. Uh, 7 and a 1, that's 8 total damage. So you see that this small ball of light, as it's flickering and weaving in and out of its 5 foot space, you see it flicker a little more flicker a little more, the light goes out a couple of seconds, comes back on then disappears completely Did I kill it? <laughs> Was it playing with me? Mm, damn, okay, well hopefully it's dead. And with that now it's actually over to Shrew, who's just seen this ball of light disappear from in front of him. Great news Now should I save Fena or try and deal with the creature in front of us? I'm gonna attack the creature. So I'm gonna move my action to move the moonbeam on top of the creature that's attacking Fabian. Okay. And then I'm gonna rush up to it. Very well, so that brings Shrew's turn to an end then. And incidentally, it is this creature's turn next. Constitution time. Constitution time. That's a 12 plus 2, 14. <sighs> it saves. So it takes half damage. 11 total down to five. Five damage. Five damage, and that's radiant damage, yeah? That's right. This creature, having felt this strange damage go through her being, turns to see this great hulking bear in front of her, and this human beside her. But she's gonna turn her attention firmly back to Fabian. First attack misses with her right arm. Yes. And with her second attack, it's a 12 plus 6, the second attack will hit. Shit. For a total of 8 force damage on Fabian. And with that it's over to Fabian. Fabian is gonna run to Finn. So Fabian's gonna provoke an attack of opportunity as he runs to Fenner's aid. And as she swipes, she just catches the, the wisps of Fabian's shoulder hair. Let's shoulder go. length hair. Just missing. Nice. He's gonna run up to Fenner, crouch down, hold her head up and pull down uh, one of those nice vials that were donated by one of our Buy me a coffee, Buy supporters. Me a coffee supporters. And he's gonna administer that to her. Very well, so it's 2d4 plus 2. Total of 8. Not bad. Oh, oh, what happened? Oh, Fabian. And with that, it's incidentally Fenner's turn. She's gonna stand up straight away, wide-eyed, kind of in shock. And immediately she sees that Fabian, who has helped her get up, is in pain himself. And he's gonna cast the cure wounds at a second level. Okay, that's her... Second level spell slot gone. It's down to zero level two slots. That's a total of 17 healing. Okay, with that, Fabian is practically back to full health. Let's go. Fenner's going to walk back a bit and put her back against the pillar that was in the middle of the room, looking towards us fighting. Very well. And on that note, it's over to Shrew. Shrew has been glancing back all this time, seeing what was going on, and seeing that Fenner's up, Fabian is fully healed, with renewed vigor, is gonna attack the spectre in front of him. First is bite, 16 to hit. That does hit. Yeah, 
total of 10 damage piercing. Again, you notice you like your T-Fen, it doesn't seem to make contact with anything. She sort of winces a little in pain, but not as much as you would have expected. And in fury, I'm going to hit down with my claw, maul her with my claw for another 16 to hit. That hits. And this time, 2d6 damage for a total of 9 slashing damage. And again, same as a bite. Your claws go through this ethereal creature. She reacts in pain, but your claws haven't really latched onto anything. And with that, it's this creature's turn. Constitution turn. So roll her constitution saving throw, which she fails again. Yes. 2d10 damage. That's a total of 9 damage. Okay, she again, she feels this force damage. Seems quite confused by this strange light that's coming down on her. Fabian's now out of her reach. She's seeing this this giant bear in front of her. So she's actually going to move away slightly from her, from where she's feeling this pain, to the side of Shrew. She's now got Fabian and Shrew within her reach again. But she senses that this strange pain seems to be coming from the bear. And this time she's going to attack Shrew. Hmm. That's 25 to hit. (laughs) Hits. That's six bludgeoning damage from the first attack. And she's going to take a second swipe at True, which misses completely. Yes. And so it's a Fabian. Fabian is going to turn around. Is this creature now within reach? She's placed herself within Fabian's reach. Yeah, that's correct. So he's just going to turn around. And as he does so, uh, slash down with his new, new acquired sword. Okay. 14 to hit. It hits. Oh, yeah. So it's a d10 because he's using both hands still. Ooh. So 10 plus 3, 13 damage. Okay, so as Fabian lunges with his sword, he almost gets the sense that he should have narrowly missed this creature, but somehow manages to make enough contact with it for, for her to take this the full brunt of the damage. Nice. He's gonna stay there for now. That's his turn. Very well, so over to Fenner. Fenner's gonna cast Guiding Bolt from where she is to hit that creature. We'll try and hit that creature. That's a total of 12. That does not hit. Damn, waste of a spell. Is Fenner doing anything else this turn? No, she's staying there. She's staying put. Over to Shrewbear. Shrewbear. I'm gonna use my action to move the beam again on top of the, the creature that's trying to get away from it. And that's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stay there. Okay, and with that it's over to this strange creature. Constitution time. Uh, Constitution time. That's another nat 20 tonight. That's the third natural 20. Second for you. Okay, but Second still, for me, but third total. Yeah, it's, it still takes off damage though, regardless. Okay. Of. Five, so two. Okay, so that's half down to a two. Yeah. Again, this creature feeling this strange radiant light almost burning her only moments after she had moved away. She's not sure if it's a spell now directly on her or if it's being moved or... But she still senses that this giant bear has something to do with this. She's focusing firmly on Shrew. Bring it! 11 plus 6, 17 to hit. Ah, don't bring it so heavily. <laughs> yeah, it's... 8 bludgeoning damage with the first attack. With the first attack? Yeah. Damn. Okay. She's going to take a second swipe at you. That's a 14 plus 6, 20, oh. which also hits. Yeah. Why did I taunt it? And this time she connects really well with you. Striking you on the jaw. For 13 bludgeoning damage. Ooh, that's 21 total damage on one turn. And with that, it's over to Fabian. Fabian, seeing as Shu is getting absolutely pulverized, he's gonna try and hurry and finish this creature off. He's gonna try and lob its head off. A true slash of his newfound sword. That's 15 plus 5, 20. That hits. That's a total of 7 damage. This creature again feeling the the pain of this sword slicing through her. She's starting to look a little, little more concerned for her well-being now. Mm-hmm. She looks hurt. Good. That's the idea. Is Fabian doing anything else? He's staying there for now. So it's over to Fenner then. Again, she's gonna try and hit her with a guiding bolt. Okay, so that's another level one spell sword used. Fenner's down to one. Twenty-one to hit. Yeah, that certainly hits. Yeah, that's forty-six right there. Forty-six of radiant damage. Yeah, not bad. 13 total damage. It's a pretty decent hit. Yeah, could have been better. I rolled two twos, one six and a three. Okay, yeah. She lets out this shriek in pain as she turns 
and sees this small gnome backed against the, the pillar in the centre of the room. She certainly felt that one. <laughs> Fena, seeing that the the spectre, the apparition, looked straight through her soul, is going to like kind of jump up in fright and run around the pillar and hide behind the other side. It's over to Shrew. I'm going to bite on this creature. Doesn't seem to be doing much, but still. Every little helps. I'm going to use my clockwork amulet, so that's a 10 plus my modifier being a 5, a 15 to hit. 15 will hit. That's 9 damage. And then I'm going to follow through with my paws, with my claws. 16 to hit. Yeah, that also hits. That's 11 damage. Okay, so your again, your attacks don't seem to be making the impact you would expect. But bit by bit, you're whittling down this strange creature. She's starting to look enraged now with this strange bear in front of her. So now with my bonus action, I want to expend one spell slot and gain 1d8 hit points with my wild combat shape. Very well. That's five total. So yeah, I'm guessing that's going to help because Shrew's taken a bit of a beating in the last couple of rounds. And incidentally, it is this creature's turn. And as I said, she's looking enraged between this strange damage coming down from this beam of light and this human attacking her with this sacred sword that has been placed atop of her for so many decades now. She's going to roll her constitution saving throw, which is a 16 plus whatever. I guess that saves. She saves, yeah. Still takes off damage. That's 7 plus 1, 8, down to 4. Total of 4 damage. You see her ethereal being sort of fading in and out of existence, almost as if she's going to disappear, but her being sort of lights up again, her eyes burning bright. She's going to take a swipe at Shrew. That's a 19 plus whatever that hits. Yeah, that hits. That's 12 bludgeoning damage. Whoa! That takes me down to zero, so I'm back to true form. Pop! So bewildered as this enormous bear in front of her sort of disappears out of thin air, and she sees this small and unassuming halfling <laughs> with an outrageously red moustache right. and this wispy red hair. She turns her attention now. And a ridiculous wizard hat. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> These wisps of curly red hair coming out from underneath this uh, hat of wizardry. She decides that the most serious threat at the moment is the human with the sword. Wow, I feel, I feel shaded. I feel like... <laughs> I feel disrespected. Maybe you're going to pay it back to her now. For sure. So her second attack is on Fabian. So 21 total, which hits. That's 13 bludgeoning damage to Fabian who is about halfway down in his health now again Whoa. and incidentally it is Fabian's turn as he locks eyes with this creature he's gonna return the favor and slash at her 15 to hit that hits that's a total of 9 damage again the creature sort of you see her being fading in and out she shrieks as this blade cuts right through her she almost disappears for a second reappears her eyes now burning even brighter but she seems quite quite hurt and quite pissed <laughs> oh no and so was a fena who's hiding behind the pillar fena is gonna pop her head outside of the pillar see that fabian is not doing 100 percent and she's gonna run up to fabian and cast cure wounds one last time so that's fena's last spell slot yeah and that's one d8 right because it's a level one yep that's a two plus three five total it's something. It might keep Fabian swinging an extra round. Yeah. So it's over to Shrew, and I've just realized that I've been goofing this whole episode. <laughs> because every time you've taken damage, you should have taken a concentration check on your moonbeam. Yeah. And there's been quite a bit of damage. Yep. So obviously we can't retcon and do all that. So we will... I'll just ask you to do... From now on, take a concentration check, so... Please take a concentration check at the start of this turn. Okay, I do so with advantage because I'm a warcaster. I have that feat. That's a 2 and a natural 20. So I'll obviously take the natural 20. <laughs> That's 4 natural 20s this episode. Yeah. 2 for me, 2 for you. So the the moonbeam stays up. What you doing? Indefinitely. True is going to cast Thunderwave. It's never failed to impress. One way or another. It emanates from me. It's a 15-foot cube. But I want to cast it in a way that 
you won't catch either Fena or Favin. You can avoid Fena, but Favin's gonna have to make a save as well. Are you gonna punish him for his uh, sheepishness? I'm sorry, Favian. Brace yourself. And I let go of the thunder wave. He must make a constitution saving throw, and so does the spectre. Okay, so I'm going to roll for the spectre, but I'm going to leave... Well, you're calling it a spectre, and I've said a spectre, but well, I don't know if it's a spectre or not. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, I'm going to roll for the creature, but I'm going to ask you to place Fabian's fate in your hands. What could go wrong? I cast it at level 2 also, by the way. Okay. Fabian saves, 16. As does this creature. Damn it. Also with a 16. Damn it. That's half damage. And nobody gets pushed away. Nobody gets pushed away, no. Oh! <laughs> That's two ones and a three. I, I don't, I, I'm not making this up. Two ones and a three. That's a total of five <laughs> down to two <laughs> damage. Because they saved. Two damage on a second level spell. I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so rather than this thunderous wave, it's almost like a... <laughs> yeah, on top of, I mean, the sound still, you know, all the negatives of having such a loud sound are still implied. The only thing is it yeah, doesn't do damage. damage. So, so not so even yeah, that. This, this thunderous roar erupts throughout the whole dungeon you're in, potentially alerting any other inhabitants. <laughs> oh, damn. I can imagine Fabian looking at me like, I told him to brace himself, it's like bracing himself and still waiting he kind of opens one one eye like looking like was was that it <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm the sheepish one like shit <laughs> Damn. it's all been a bit unsettling i mean you, you've taken a pounding as a bear there's this weird thing attacking you there's you know you stood right next to this hulking dragon skull something that perhaps you've never really seen in real life so you're a little thrown off at the moment is through doing anything else <sighs> no he's staying there okay so it's over to this creature Constitution. Ten. Constitution time. Not 20. Damn you. That's five natural 20s in hell? one session. Okay, you still take... That's crazy. Half damage, right? Uh, if, if this was like a like a video podcast, I'd be putting a... Counter. Not 20 counter. That's, that's insane. I don't think we've ever had that many in one session. That's six total. Again, down to three. Um, yeah, so far it's three for you, two to me. There's still one more in this game. One more for me to make it fair. Let's see if it's the, the last hit. Okay, so she's looking at these three creatures in front of her. She's going to step outside of this beam of light. She's still within range of all three of your your party. Hmm. But she's, she seems to sense that this pain that she's feeling is coming from the light. She still hasn't quite figured out how it's following her. But seeing this small creature letting off this thunderous sound, even though it barely tickled her, she's going to take a swipe at Shrew. Do it. It's a 19 total? Yeah, it's... Okay, so uh, concentration saving throw, please. With advantage. 19. Yeah, that saves. That's a hard hit on this little Shrew. That's two fives, a four, plus... Three, so that's 17 oh. bludgeoning damage. What are you on? I told you she was pissed. And that was attack one, by the way. <laughs> 17 <laughs> on one attack. Wow. Okay. How does Shu look at this point? Shu looks unhappy. I'm happy to be in this tomb, being hit by a spectre or some kind of ghost thing. You'll be relieved to know that the second attack misses. <laughs> <laughs> Substantially relieved, yeah. Oh. with that it's over to Fabian that was almost half my life on, on the first hit wow no it was more than half my life on the first hit actually over to Fabian Fabian is getting fed up now and is seen as she's directed her attentions to Shrew now is gonna make the most of it and try to slash at her back 17 to hit that hits 9 total damage again this creature fades in and out of existence her face sort of warping into one of pain but she's still there is Fabian doing anything else? nope it's staying put oh it's a Fenner Fenner's gonna wrap round the creature without provoking an attack of opportunity and administer one of those healing potions kindly donated to Shrew very well so that's 2d4 plus 2 6 plus 2 8 healing 
Okay, so I'm up to 22 HP now. 22 Harry Potters. Is Fanny doing anything else? No, she's staying there. Okay, so with that, so is a shrew. Hmm. I'm going to use my action to move the moonbeam on top of the creature again. Okay, and is shrew doing anything else? Staying there. So, so, so this creature is going to have to make a constitution saving throw. It's a total of 11. Yes, doesn't save. So 2d10 takes full damage this time. Let's make it count. Five and a three, eight total damage. This creature looks bewildered again as this ray of light moves. Although she's catching on that it's definitely coming from this small creature in front of her. She's going to take a swipe at True. No. Seven, six is 13. 13 does not hit. I use my shield to deflect the swipe. 12 plus 6, 18. Ooh! That hits. That one hits. You'd be relieved there's two ones in this row. Oh, nice. So that's a total of six, seven, eight, nine bludgeoning damage. And I'm going to need you to roll a concentration check. Fifteen. So yeah, so you save. This creature is going to move back to where she was out of the moonbeam, provoking an attack of opportunity from Fenner, who holds her quarterstaff. If you want to yeah. roll an attack. Yeah, I'll try and hit at least sixteen to hit. 16 does hit. All right, then. That is 1d6. Actually, or 1d8 if she's using both hands. All right, not bad. Six. Six damage. Six bludgeoning damage. She barely notices this hit as she moves out of the the light. It's something. And it's over to Fabian. Fabian is going to turn back to the creature and attack it again with his sword. 13 to hit. Just hits. Ooh, nice. Ooh, 10 plus... 3, 13 damage. Avian bringing in the pain. That's full damage. That's full damage. The creature feels a full brunt of this exquisite sword slicing through her. Again, she sort of disappears for a second, reappears, disappears, flickers just enough to stay there. Damn you. But she's looking seriously weakened now. Is Fabian doing anything else? Staying there. So it's over to Fenner. Fenner's gonna try and cast Sacred Flame on this beast. 11. 11 misses, so she takes the full 1d8 damage, which is a 2. <laughs> so 2 damage. Again, just 2 damage. She barely registers this, but she's more intent on this human with this sword and this small halfling, which she seems to be quite curious about at this point. And with that, it's over to Shrew. Shrew is going to use his action to disengage this time. Okay. And I'm going to move away behind Fena as close to the pillars I can get. Okay, so that takes you sandwiched neatly in between the pillar and the sarcophagi of the hero. Okay. Shrew doing anything else? Staying there for now. Okay, so this creature is firmly intent on Fabian now as he stands in front of her with his sword. 15 to hit. Hits. That's 17 bludgeoning damage on the first attack. Oh, damn. What's wrong? Fabian's looking seriously hurt and Oof. seriously wounded. Oh, good. He drops to a knee. His hands start shaking as this creature lifts up her second arm and this time misses. Oof. She swipes just as Fabian drops to a knee. Awesome. Her ethereal hand sort of passing above his head. Good. And with that, it's over to Fabian. Fabian is going to stand up and as he does so, with one last burst of energy, slash up and try and kill this creature. But he fails. It's a 10. <laughs> 10 to hit. 10 total. He misses. He's too wounded. He's too wounded and he's a bit out of breath. Yeah. Is Fabian doing anything else? He's staying there. So it's over to Fanna then. Using her sacred flame again. Try and hit him. Her misses again. Oh, sorry, rather. He fails his... She fails. She fails. So that's uh, 1d8. 3 this time. <laughs> Slightly better. Slightly better. This one tickles her a little. Yeah. But even that's enough to make a flicker out again. <laughs> flicker back in. You flicker off. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you sense, as you're seeing the battle unfold in front of you, that her movements are becoming more and more sluggish. Mm. She seems to be struggling. Okay. Fena is going to move away from there. And following Shrew, kind of move closer to him. In front or behind him? She's got just enough movement to go behind him if he wants that. To the side of him. With her back to the pillar again. So back where she was. Yeah. Okay, so with that, it's over to Shrew. Shrew, using his action, is going to move the moonbeam right on top of that creature. Hopefully that's enough to see her off. Okay, and is Shrew doing anything else? 
staying there. Okay, so it's over to this creature. Constitution 10. It's a total of nine. Yeah, misses. It's 2d10. Come on, come on to tens on this one. Not bad, 18 total. 18 total? Yeah. So you, you hear this almighty shriek and a moan as again this creature starts flickering faster and faster and faster and then disappears from view entirely as if she was never there at all. Are you are you guys okay? Well, I'm I'm not too bad. Well, I've seen better days. I feel quite uh, quite out of breath. I've certainly seen better days. What's this? You see him looking at his body and sort of bruised and swelling all over from the hits he's taken. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm not doing too well myself. We should rest here. We should take a breather and and get some of our, our health back before we head on out. We'd, we wouldn't want to encounter any of these creatures again in the state we are in. That sounds like a, like a plan. Perhaps we should tend to our wounds and gather our thoughts before... For deciding what to do next. Yes, yes. Let's have a quick rest. I'm sure Norbert and Dazlin are fine with our new friend Santa out there. Yes, I'm, I'm sure that Santa knows knows this area well enough. Oh, the good thing is there there only seems to be one entrance in and out of of this room. So as long as we keep an eye on that that corridor we came from, we should have enough time to to rest a little and you know bandage ourselves up. Nice horde you got there. Yeah, looks uh, quite dazzling. As, as you're now close enough to see it, you see that it's it's crafted exquisitely. The hilt is almost twisted, like in a serpentine wave sort of form. And you can see that on the emanating from the hilt, where it joins up to the blade itself, is this incredible artisan work of a dragon's head carved into the the blade. And at the hilt, you can see what looks to be like a dragon scale that's been embedded in some sort of jewel. Hmm. This looks like quite a discovery. I'm sure that if we show it to our friend back in Thunderling, that lady that didn't want to loan us the sword, I'm sure she'll be jealous. Can't wait to see her face when we walk in. Actually, you, you need to lend it to me for that. For, for that day, I'll walk in and I'll lap up her reaction. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, that's true. I think we've got a bigger problems than annoying that old woman. How so? Well, there's the matter of the dragon, well, the orcs, yes, yes. the boar, your visions. Of course, of course. That <laughs> fool locked up in the, the logger's cabin. Well, that well. strange horse-man creature with our friends of dwarfs. He's friendly. William... God knows what William's done, that stupid ox. <laughs> poor, poor, poor William. Yes, yes, of, of course there's other other things, but... Uh, axe home. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, Fenner. Breathe in, breathe out. It's, it's gonna be okay. Listen. She gets her, like, one of her pouches and starts <laughs> like, hyperventilating into it. It, it. It'll be fine, it'll be fine. But we, we probably need some to stock up and that kind of thing, so there's no... There's no reason why we shouldn't visit her store, you know? Maybe she's brought some potions we could ask, or maybe she's brought some new armor that we could maybe... We can go and have a visit once we figure everything out. Don't worry. There's time for everything. Very well. Anyway, sit down. Let's, let's, let's rest here. I've got a few rations. I've got a few sausages as well. We can always share those. And let's make the most of this. Okay, so you guys are going to roll some hit die then? Yeah. Try and recover our health. Okay, start off with Shrew. You've got one per level. You're level four, and you all have four hit die, basically. Okay, so I'm going to roll for Shrew first. Ooh, nice. First roll is an eight. Health Plus two. your constitution modifier. Oh, nice. That's 23 I'm at now, but I'm going to have one more just to try and top it up. <laughs> the yin and the yan, that's a one. <laughs> and I'm just going to use one more. That's a six. That takes me to full health, having used four hit dice. Three hit dice. Yeah, three hit dice. So you still got one hit die remaining. Yeah. And now Fena. That's an eight total for Fena, the first roll. Okay, she's at 16 out of 22. Gonna take one more. That's a six. That takes her to 22, right? 
Yeah, she's back at full health. Full health, and now for Fabian. That's a 7. 5 plus his constitution. First roll. So Fabian's at 10 HP at the moment. Okay, he's gonna roll again. Another 7. 11 total. So he's now 28 out of 32. And I'm gonna leave it there. I'll leave him with one hit dice remaining. Everyone has one hit dice remaining, just in case. Well, Fenna has two. Two? Yeah, she only rolled twice. Okay. Okay, so you you tend to to your wounds, sat in the eerie silence of this cold, damp tomb. You now spend enough time to identify the weapon that Fabian found, which is a dragon slayer. Would you like to read that out for our audience? All right, dragon slayer. It's a longsword. It's rare. You have a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this longsword. When you hit a dragon with this weapon, the dragon takes an extra 3d6 slashing damage. Wow. For the purpose of this weapon, dragon refers to any creature with the dragon type. Okay. But remember, there's also a plus one on any other creatures, and it's magical. So any resistances to non-magical weapons on a normal creature wouldn't have effects. So it's a pretty sweet sword. Cool, cool. That's going to bring in some pain. I, I think I'm ready for the for the dragon. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go up the mountain, bypass Harbing Wester, and just go and kill the dragon. I'm feeling confident with an extra 3d6 if I roll high. <laughs> nice. So yeah, you guys now understand this weapon that you've got. And as you're resting, this small ball of light again appears. You must be joking. In front of the pillar sort of dancing around again between themselves you notice that there's two now instead of three. Oh no and they sort of make their way back through the the path you came disappearing out of sight and that's where we're going to end tonight's episode mm. Mm. they're leading me out they're showing me the way out they've been good they've been good <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see it's been a it's been a good episode, a bit of loot. Yeah, it's been intense. I definitely, you definitely caught me off guard when you said Fabian was going to run up and and <laughs> grab that sword. That was that was epic. Yeah, I imagined he could use it to kill whatever that thing was. I didn't expect <laughs> a ghost to be attached to it. I wonder if it was a ghost of the fallen hero. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. If it was a ghost, I hope she doesn't mind <laughs> us killing her. <laughs> with her own sword and then using it to kill another dragon it's for the greater good it's for the greater good yeah for sure <laughs> it's been quite a quite a tense episode again a couple of close calls we saw Fenner go down we saw Shrew almost go down yeah I, this time I kind of got out of the way of danger like normally I just stay there and hope for the best hope for, like my next role is good and defeats the foe I always yeah. bank on having a good roll, but I, to be honest, I should have learned by now that I normally don't roll that well. So this time I played it safe and moved away when I had to. Yeah, but still, two two natural twenties in a session. Not bad. Five total. So yes, yeah, been quite a quite a high rolling, high rollers. A high rolling episode. So yeah, with that we're gonna go. You know what's coming by now. This is episode twenty-two, I believe. Yeah, twenty-two. Don't forget to visit us on i2td.com. That's the number two, or rather the digit two, i2td.com. We've got links to our Instagram and Twitter where we're most active. There's also an invite link there to our Discord where you can join our small but growing community. And we also have the Buy Me a Coffee link. In our case, Buy Me, Buy Us, a potion. And I only have one potion left. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to help me out in this endeavor to kill this dragon perhaps donate a little potion there i might find some anyway so don't sweat too much but if yeah, you want to support us you can also do it that way i was gonna say you've we've barely scratched the, the surface of this tomb you may or may not find other potions well i was i was thinking of just leaving to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to stay here much longer to be honest just want to get out and for those of you that do and donate a potion, they appear in game, along with a little shout out to our kind donators. And with that, we're now at the end of the episode club, known as the last one standing. Those of you hearty 
dungeon delvers that have made it this far through through the episode. And you know the drill by now. We're going to give you a little password to use in your Twitter comments or Instagram, YouTube, Discord, wherever it is that you, you post. And just use the the password in a in a comment so we know that you've listened to the end. And today's password is sheepish. <laughs> sheepish. If you are in Discord and you do use the password, any of the passwords of any of the other episodes, you'll also get a nice Discord role in in honor of you having reached one of... It's an achievement unlocked for having reached the very end of the episode. Nice. So you know the drill. Sheepish. Use that in one of your comments, or even better, draw some art with either Fabian or Shrew, or both looking rather sheepish today. Yeah, it's been a sheepish episode. Yeah. Mistakes were made. Rolls were failed. But we got there in the end. Yeah, for sure. So without further ado, we bid you farewell and hope you tune in next week as we delve into into the the dungeon. dungeon. Shrew bear, druid, the shrew bear, wherever you go, won't you take me please, shrew bear, I gotta be there, it's me and it's you, my silly old druid, the shrew.